here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to the Gambling with Gold podcast. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my friend from the Action Network, Dan Titus. How are we doing today, Dan? Doing good, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. This is episode nine. We're going to do this pretty quickly. We actually are recording two of these tonight, so stay tuned for those on Spotify. First one up, we're going to do season-long player props, our five favorite, and then we're going to break down the Bucks and the Cowboys opening night on Thursday. Can't wait for that game to get started. Before we do that, Champions Round, there are three products that are available right now. Seven stakes contests up and live. Boost Ball is up and live, and so is the Captain Contest. Uh, go ahead, go and join those. If you use the promo code BOOST, you'll get $20. Go f- play a game for free, win some money. Also, we're giving away a Christian McCaffrey and Devontae Adams signed jersey. You see, you got a Devontae behind you. Uh, I don't know if that one is signed or not, but uh, yeah. we are giving we are giving away two of those on Champions Round. All you have to do is go to the Champions Round Instagram, go and follow, and then download the app, and that makes you eligible to get one of those. We will be giving away those live on Thursday before the game on our Instagram. We're going to do an Instagram Live with predictions and a giveaway before the game kicks off at 5.20 Pacific time on Thursday. So with that being said, let's jump into the pod. Dan, season-long props, something that we all love gambling on, some of my favorite things to do, uh, especially when I'm in Vegas, toss a little money and forget that I even have the tickets. Remember where to find the tickets uh, in February yeah, if they become problem. winners. <laughs> yeah, that's always the problem. Make sure to take your pictures, folks, if you're going to do that in person. Uh, all right, so let's go. We're each going to give our five favorites. So I'll let you start with your number one season-long prop pick. Yeah, I think I teased this last time uh, when we covered the NFC, but I really love Jalen Hurts' rushing prop at 574 and a half yards. I saw it as high as 655 at DK. So to me, this is just tremendous value for a guy that, you know, in three games um, and four starts last season, he had 272 yards combined. So I think if you extrapolate this over the course of 17 games, I think there's just huge upside in a Nick Sirianni offense that doesn't have a ton of weapons on the outside Uh, with a pretty good offensive line. I think that there's going to be plenty of room for Jalen Hurts to rack up plenty of rushing yards. And he's going to be one of the better mobile quarterbacks that we have in the NFL this season. I have him slotted right behind Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and then we're going to have uh, Jalen Hurts right there. So if you're playing fantasy football, still drafting, I think he's extremely good value um, as like the seven to ten in the seven to ten range for a quarterback, just given his mobility and upside there. I think he's going to smash over this. I think we could see him get north of of 700 uh, rushing yards this season. Is there any concern that Gardner Minshew now being the backup is going to end up playing for for the Eagles this season, or do you think they're going to rock with uh, with Hurts for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think the only concern there is who's going to have the best mustache come uh, November. But yeah, I think this is really I think it's a good move for the Eagles. It's low risk, you know. Obviously, Jacksonville was going a different route. Minshew wasn't going to play. He wasn't going to be a viable backup. But I think if the Eagles, this is really the the wait and the prove it deal for Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't work out. They're probably going to draft another quarterback next year. And then in the meantime, you can have Garner Minshew kind of bridge the gap there. So I think it's a very low risk option for somebody that they're probably expecting to rush a little bit more, probably has a little bit more risk there just because of the mobility. But I think it's just a a solid backup deal. 
I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm all over the Hertz over rushing yards here. Exactly. We talked about where, where my projection was. It's way over. I've drafted in quite a few leagues uh, in the eighth, ninth round. Uh, so, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more here. I'll definitely take the Hertz over. The only concern, and, you know, kind of goes with all of these season-long player props, if you're betting the overs, is just injury. Sometimes you're just going to lose best because guys get hurt. But if he's healthy the, the entire year, I actually think that he could miss a game or two and probably still rock over this. Uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I think that I have my 850 rushing or something like that. Uh, all right. My number one here, Adam Thielen under nine touchdowns for the season. I, this is all just a play on touchdown regression. He had 14 last year. He didn't get that many red zone targets. He was like, I think he scored 12 of 18 red zone targets were, were touchdowns. So uh, that's going to come way down this year. You have Justin Jefferson there. And it's kind of weird that, you know, for the great season that Dalvin had last year, that he wasn't scoring more touchdowns uh, in the red zone. He could have easily had probably over 20 last year. I don't think that's going to quite happen this year. I, I think they'll spread it out around a little bit more. Uh, but I think feeling under nine touchdowns is a close to a lock for me. Yeah, 14 touchdowns overall last season. I, I think we're going to see an uptick in Justin Jefferson having more opportunities to score touchdowns, as well as, you know, Irv Smith is going to be out for the season. So, it's going to be interesting how Tyler Conklin is going to slot in there along with BC Johnson also being out for the season. So the Miami or Miami, the Minnesota Vikings are extremely thin at wide receiver. I just don't see Adam Thielen scoring over 10 touchdowns this season. I've seen it as high as nine and a half. So the fact that you got nine, I mean, it's still in the same ballpark, but either way, I, I'm taking the under here as well. I don't foresee him getting double digit touchdowns. Well, I got to shop around for that nine and a half. All right. What's your yeah. second one up? Uh, second one up, I got Jerry Judy over 65 and a half receptions. I think this is a really good spot for Jerry Judy. Obviously, Cortland Sutton's coming off a torn ACL, so we still don't know if he's 100%. Reports in camp have been positive, but I still not, I'm not banking on Cortland Sutton to be the wide receiver one. I think this is Jerry Judy's job to lose. He's one of the top year two breakout candidates at the wide receiver position. He had 52 receptions last year in, in only a, a limited amount of time, and he was playing with one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and Drew Locke in terms of accuracy and just the frequency of turnovers. I think when we see Teddy two gloves in the fold here, he's going to have a really successful season and emerge as the, the leader in targets once again, as he, as he did last season, just huge, tremendous upside for Jerry Judy, exceptional route runner. Denver is going to try to win. I think that that's why they, they chose Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Their defense is really good. And I really think that this is going to be a great spot for Jerry Judy to eclipse probably north of 70 receptions, maybe even 80, if uh, the Broncos are really as good as I think that they can be. All right. I love that one, too. Uh, my second one, Russell Gage, over 700 and a half receiving yards. I've been all over Gage all offseason. I don't think there's any reason to slow down now. Atlanta's defense is pretty bad. They're going to throw the crap out of the ball. Arthur Smith does not have Derrick Henry in his backfield anymore. He has Mike Davis. They're not going to depend on the run as much. I think the passing game is going to be pretty elite. Uh, and I believe, you know, Cal Ridley is going to get his, Kyle Pitts is probably going to get his, but there's more than enough room for Gage to be in here for over 700 yards receiving. Uh, he had over, he had over 700 yards receiving just last year on over hundred targets. So, uh, I think that that continues this season and I see him as a high end wide receiver three option in fantasy. If not higher, I have him projected somewhere in the low 900 yards over the course of 17 games, which may be a little aggressive, but. Uh, I'm a big fan of Russell Gage this season. Yeah, I think Russell Gage is going to definitely have a lot of opportunities. I think Calvin Ridley is probably going to see double coverage quite a bit. 
Kyle Pitts is definitely going to be moved around uh, in terms of the slot and and, and definitely doing the, uh, the tight end thing. But I think he's going to be more of a wide receiver. But there should be plenty of opportunities for Russell Gage to contribute this season. I'm a little bit concerned about Arthur Smith coming over there. I think he's going to instill more of a balanced offense. But that, I mean, either way, that the Atlanta Falcons still aren't very good. Like they're not going to be playoff bound. So there's going to be some positive game scripts where you're going to see Matt Ryan likely chucking the ball over the ball over the field like we're used to. All right, let's move over to your third one. Yeah, one go back for Jerry Judy. For those that are concerned about uh, Teddy Bridgewater being able to handle two receivers, um, obviously last year Robbie Anderson had um, well over um, – he had 95 receptions last year, and then D.J. Moore had 66. So 65 and a half is definitely attainable in the 17 yeah. season. Teddy, Teddy supported three guys last year. Right, Curtis Samuel as well with another 90-something target. So definitely there. Um, but I'm going to go with your boy, C.D. Lamb, over 80, yes. 80 receptions. To me, you know, second in in targets last year with 114 in his rookie season, 74 receptions. And to me, I think that Dak is going to be peppering him with targets all season long. Not a fan of Amari Cooper. He's a bit of a boom and bust guy. Gallup is the home run hitter with air yards. But the guy that you can depend on to hit it between the between the seams and the dump passes, quick, quick, quick slants, it's all going to be C.D. Lamb. And I think he's going to rack it up. Similar to Jerry Judy, I think he's going to have a great sophomore campaign. And he's really going to hit the ground running, beginning with Tampa Bay. Um, I see his prop at four and a half for, for the first game. I think he's going to smash that, probably get like more like six and seven. Um, he's going to be the focal point of their passing game. And I think he's going to be the biggest upside wide receiver that you're going to have and one of the best aerial attacks in the NFL. I mean, you don't have to convince me on anything, C.D. Lamb. You can put this prop at 115 reception. I'm going, okay, over. Let's go over. I don't care. So, yeah, I'm definitely down with uh, everything C.D. Lamb there. My third one, George Kittle under 82.5 receptions. This is a bank on Trey Lance being in the game earlier than I think probably Vegas expects this to happen. With Garoppolo, uh, I think that he'll he'll probably be on pace for this, but rookie quarterback who runs a lot, that running scheme is excellent. I just don't think that there's the targets to go around with a healthy Ayuk, a, a healthy Debo around. Uh, I don't see Kittle getting this. And also, Kittle has to prove that he's been healthy. He's had one fully healthy season. Uh, I'm, I'll gladly take the bet that he'll miss two or three games here. And the under 82 and a half in that case becomes an absolute lock. So uh, I definitely love this one. Yeah, I'm not mad at that one either. That's that's a really solid pick. Um I love going the unders on a few, and I like I, I'm not quite there yet, but I'll get to my under. So, um, actually, I might always go with my under now. Aaron Rodgers under 4,500, uh, 4,550 and a half passing yards, and most people are probably not fading Aaron Rodgers in his, you know, Cinderella story. This is going to be the, the going out campaign, pretty much the last season in Green Bay story career. There, obviously, won a, a, a championship, but honestly, I think 45. 50 is a bit overstated. He only did this once in his career, and it was in 2011. So we're talking a 10-year difference here of this guy, you know, potentially putting up one of the best career numbers um, of, of his of his career at 36. And I don't really see that being possible, despite how good this team is. I think we're going to see some regression here, a little bit more uh, attention to detail in terms of the running game. The uh, NFC North is trash, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Green Bay Packers get a lot of positive game scripts where they might be utilizing A.J. Dillon a little bit more, less relying on the pass game. Um, for me, I, they have the fourth hardest strength, uh, strength of schedule in the league this year, so I think it's going to be a little bit more tough sledding for, 
for Green Bay outside of their division. And I'm going to go under here because I think you're really this this number is really set at his ceiling rather than his median. So I think it's going to be pretty hard to obtain. All right. Well, I was going to say this for my last one, but I guess I'll bring this up now that you bring up AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, under 690 rushing yards. I'm going under on this one. I don't see it. I don't think that they're going to get away from Aaron Jones this much. 690 rushing yards for a backup running back basically means he has to have it's like it's like 41 rushing yards a game. So imagine that they put they're running 60 60 plays a game. That means if he's averaging four and a half yards a carry, he has to average eight carries a game for the entire season and not get injured. I I don't really see that. Obviously, if Aaron Jones got injured, this prop is a lock for over. Uh, and I'm sure that they want to use him because of the draft capital that they 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 spent on him. But he was also kind of a plan B for if Aaron Jones didn't get resigned. Now he is resigned, right? So I, I don't think that Dylan's going to be as involved in the offense as maybe people think. I think he's being overdrafted in fantasy drafts also. So I will take the under 690 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, in, ter- in terms of fantasy value, I think he's probably one of the best handcuffs in the league, and Matt LaFleur did select him um, over a plethora of wide receiving talent, obviously. So I think that they're going to have a role for him. Definitely going to be in somewhat similar to that Jamal Williams, but may not see as much influence in the game script unless they get ahead and they're just going to be pounding the rock. I think that's a good role for him and potentially in the red zone, but I like the under on 690. Um, so I'm going to go in the uh, state of the NFC, Alvin Kamara over 1,500 and a half scrimmage yards. Really like Kamara. I think he came out today and just partnered with um, Underdog Fantasy, which is tight, taking that Austin Eckler route of getting in the game. So obviously, we're going to be hoping that if anyone that drafted Kamara is going to be having our best interest at heart there. So I think he's going to rack up, regardless of what the case may be, this dude's going to have a really good season. I think with Jameis Winston there, you know, there's a lot of concern of Jason Hill potentially capping his upside there. But with Jason, with uh, Jameis Winston at the phone, I think he's going to be really good and you're just going to be on the rock. Latavius Murray was released today, which was a really big surprise. So I think that they're just shaping up for a big, big Alvin Kamara season. He's done this in three of his last four years. He's the focal point of the offense, and the New Orleans offense carries the 11th highest um, offensive line ranking in the NFL right now. So, oh, excuse me, fourth, fourth in the NFL. So running by a good line. I think we'll see more carries out of him, and plus we already know what he can do in the passing game. 80 receptions at all four seasons is a beast fantasy gold. Let, let's run it. So I, I'm going to take the order on that 1500. I'm, I'm fully down with that. I also think it's hilarious and amazing that you used a sponsorship deal to prove <laughs> that Alvin Kamara cares about us and about his fantasy stats. That's a new one. I've never heard that before. I'm fully with that. Uh, Champions <laughs> Rush should start supporting everybody that I have in fantasy. We're going to give everybody <laughs> deals so that they care about my my final take, statistics. Take care of us, man. We care too. That's incredible. Uh, all right, last one. Uh, Gabe Davis over six hundred and fifty and a half receiving yards. I've been on Davis just like I've been on Gage all offseason. Uh, I think that he ends up as the number two wide receiver there in Buffalo. I do not believe the Emmanuel Sanders hype. Cole Beasley has his own issues. They don't have a number one tight end really, and this is an offense that throws it more than just about anyone else. Uh, I think that Davis is going to be huge in his second season. Uh, for the Bills, and I have him projected for 837 receiving yards a season, so way over. Obviously, I'm more aggressive on that projection than the rest of the market. That's fine. 
Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm going to bet on Gabe Davis's talent uh, to come through and shine through in Buffalo this season. I'm with you, man. I took his over five and a half receiving touchdowns. You couple those two together, I think you're looking at a really solid wide receiver, wide receiver three, wide receiver two with upside. I think Gabe Davis is definitely going to be the second second most targets on the, the Buffalo staff here. We don't know what's going to happen with Cole Beasley, um, assuming that he's not un, he's unvaccinated and potentially goes into the protocol at some point in the season. But either way, I think he's going to emerge as one of the best wide receivers on that team. And he's just a beast. Um, so I, I love Gabe Davis this season. All right, let's move on to Tampa Bay Cowboys preview. Uh, I mean, the NFL season's here. I can't. I'm not. Couldn't be any more excited uh, for Thursday night. Should be a good game. Although Tampa Bay is now up to minus nine and a half at some places. Uh, I've seen it that high. That is a lot of points. Also, kind of takes out the teaser potential, which is probably we're getting into this. My favorite way to use Tampa Bay. Anywhere right. around eight, which is kind of where the market is right now. Perfect teaser piece. Use them with anyone else. Uh, and this is kind of how the NFL, the best way to gamble in the NFL to me is the two-team teaser with home dogs that are under three, bring them above seven, and then favorites at home who are above seven, bring them down below three. Those are usually great bets. Tampa Bay fits the mold. I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. Uh, so that would be my number one pick if we're talking about bets on this one. Yeah, I love the teaser angle, man. And, and to me, I was honestly, I was trying to, I think you really, for the best value to bet Tampa Bay, you probably should have bet this a few days ago because this number just continues to rise as more uh, betters from the public come in here and stomp on the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their line. This line opened up at six and a half, and now we're seeing it. I've seen it at, at as high as, as eight, eight and a half. So you're seeing it at nine and a half. It's only going to continue to rise. The, over, the game total sitting at 51 and a half. And to me, like, honestly, I'm probably just going to go player prop route on this one. Yeah. Because the, the, the lines and the, the markets just aren't really in, the, in a favorable condition. Because I could see a game script where, you know, Zach Martin's out, obviously, for the Dallas Cowboys. They're one of their starting guards. And Dak Prescott really didn't get much play in the preseason due to his, his shoulder injury. So we don't really know what we're going to see. What I do know is that Tampa Bay's defense is for real. They're returning all of their starters from last season's defense. And uh, going back 16 years, when the reigning uh, Super Bowl champ played in the season opener, um, the last 16 games, they're 13-3 and three overall. So history is not going to the favor of the Dallas Cowboys. I really don't know what to, what to make of them. Honestly, their defense isn't that great. Their linebacking core is solid, but I, I feel like Tampa Bay could get out in front, pound the rock, Maybe we see Tom Brady go off in the first half and then kind of dial it back, control the clock in the second. Um, but, yeah, that game total kind of scares me. I can see it being a blowout, or it also could be a, a, a pretty much a, a low-scoring affair on Dallas' side, where it's just they're, they're not putting up enough points. So I lean towards the under at 51.5 just because the first game of the season, jitters, Thursday night, all that type of stuff kind of going in the background. But, um, yeah, I think I like your angle the most in playing, going the teaser route. All right, so if I'm going to do a teaser, the first one that I saw on the board that I want to pair it with would be the Rams, uh, currently around minus 7.5 on Sunday Night Football against Chicago. Uh, that's kind of my favorite pairing right now. But for this game specifically, I'm going to run through a list of bets that I have that I like. And let, I just want your first, your gut reaction to what I'm thinking. All right? All right. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Tampa Bay, Dallas, under 26 points first half. I like the under there. Yeah. So I'm on the under there. Reason being, 
Tampa Bay comes in. They're going to have this huge celebration. Fans are going to be in the stands. They're going to get all their Super Bowl rings, all that good yeah. stuff. Usually there's a little sleepy first quarter on that side. A little, little then, Super Bowl hangover there. Yeah, and then Dallas hasn't played together at all, and you're going against one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. I think the defenses this year, a little less covid are going to come in ahead of the game than the offenses, yeah. unlike last year, which was kind of unusual, where the offenses were way ahead of the defenses. So I actually like unders, not across the board, but I think there's a lot more value on the unders in week one this year than there was last year. And I think some of the residual points that we saw from last year is kind of baked into these lines. So look for unders this season, or at least early in the season. Uh, so, yeah, I will go with Tampa Bay Dallas under 26 first half. First touchdown, which is always one of my favorite degenerate bets that has no logic whatsoever, but they're so much fun. Uh, Dak rushing touchdown. I always love the quarterback rushing touchdown, first touchdown one. Always seems like I get good value on those. I don't that's, have that's proof of value. I haven't. I don't have proof of those, although I feel like I've been successful in them. Uh, Leonard Fournette, and then OJ Howard, because I think that Tom Brady wants to show him off, and he feels bad that he tore his knee up last year, and he's going to throw him a nice, easy uh, touchdown in the first quarter. So I'll go with those three. OJ Howard, for the record, is plus twenty eight hundred. So I like that one a little bit. Uh, Dak over twelve and a half rushing yards. I actually think that's my favorite player prop, just because of how good uh, Tampa Bay's front is. I think he might be scrambling for his life a little bit. All it takes is one yard or one rush for him to get 12 and a half. So I really like that one. And my last one, uh, Antonio Brown over four and a half receptions. We know how this goes with the Cowboys defense. At some point, they're going to start targeting either either Evans, Godwin, or AB. And I like AB in this matchup against the Cowboys. So that's kind of the board that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I love those. The only ones that I would add to it would be I'm going to take a flyer on – I really feel like Ronald Jones is going to have a pretty good game. I'm going to have him be the first touchdown score for the Bucks at plus 550. Um, I like the odds there of maybe, you know, Mike Evans drawing a, a, per, a personal foul or like some kind of pass interference early on, them getting down to like the three, and then they just hammer it in there. So, But that also could bode well for your for – your, uh, all right. So that does it for this episode of gambling with gold. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are going to have a second part of this episode 10, our playoff predictions, and our super bowl predictions. So go check that out. Make sure to download champions round, use the promo code boost and you'll get $20 off and you can join all of these leagues that we have going on. Uh, until then, thanks for joining me, Dan, and we will talk to you later. Later.